Good morning and welcome to The Lettuce In. Branching off from last episode, everybody had a very strange vision that they were unable to wake up from. Thirsty got a little bit of a, uh, almost like a message, somebody trying to reach out to talk to him. Everybody's going to start waking up. It's finally morning. There's a beautiful golden ray of sunlight just bursting through the window. It's kind of going across uh, your faces, kind of signaling you it's time to wake up. However, for Lemon, I'm sure waking up is a little bit different since you're not a monster. So Mika, how is Lemon's morning routine? What what do they do? do does he sleep? I was just going to ask you that. If Autolentons <laughs> sleep. What if they're like solar powered? Wait, did did Lemon have the stream? Because the, the, the basis of Lemon is that he can't dream of these shadows. That's a little bit of a hint. So it doesn't seem okay. like it's a dream in particular because you were able to see it. It's more like a vision. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm sure for like a few hours he was he wasn't necessarily shut down, but he was Rest mode. Rest mode, yeah. I like to think the automatons are advanced enough to where they don't need to plug into anything. He could be solar powered, lunar powered, magic powered, and he he doesn't see he like he he kind of snaps awake from this vision, a little confused, and he he starts um was that a dream? I think this was the first dream I had ever had. I went to the window to pull back the curtains to stare into the moonlight and ah okay <clears throat> sunlight i hated the sunlight it's always been hard for me to hide as a stray automaton that's why i wear this trench coat and this hat in hopes that i won't be spotted persecuted i just want to be left alone i just need to know what's going on with with my brain with the shadows that and boy. from there he probably stays in his room for a while kind of just contemplating just, yeah, he has his um if if I may reveal his uh bane. Absolutely. His bane is called burn notice and basically he gets uh minus 2 dice anytime he tries to hide. Uh, he just sticks out like a sore thumb. Originally it was called sore thumb, but burn notice signed a more private detective. Uh so yeah, he's he's definitely going to stay in until nighttime again. Um I think he didn't mean to rest for so long, mm -hmm. but then like the vision just kind of overrode his system. Yeah, it's 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 definitely weird because because you don't you don't dream uh you so famously. you kind of oh sorry go ahead i just said famously uh so you you hear a knock on the door and there's kind of like this like this gentle little tip tap on the door excuse me sir um do, would you like any uh this the, um this is room service do you want any breakfast i had to think quick no thank you i have no idea what room service is are are you are you okay in there yes i lied Okay. And you hear these uh, tapping of claws as this starts walking away. Are, are they gone? I wondered. Those clip claps were like the sound of drum cymbals silently fading away. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is so good! <laughs> it is so good! I am laughing so hard. <laughs> I can't. It's so good. It's so good. I thought oh I could keep God. a straight face for that one. Um, the the clip claps of, of the feet it must have been a hooven monster. Uh, it was like the silent ending of a tap 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 of, a, of the cymbals on a drum at the end of a jazz solo. The curtain that you 
peeked through and was suddenly blinded by the sunlight. As you as you think back, you're pretty sure you could see someone standing on the corner of the street just outside of the inn within the city, just kind of suspiciously standing there, looking up. But as you go back to look out the window, they are gone. Was this a fleeting image? Was the vision I had truly a dream? Were dreams now invading my reality? Had I seen what I thought I had seen? I couldn't be sure. I sighed. Maybe it was time to venture out into that dollop of sunlight. Pray that it wouldn't be recognized. And is Lemon gonna choose to enter the outside world? I think he is. I think, like, this it's still early enough to where he feels comfortable being outside at least for a moment. Yeah, it's and right so- about sunrise, so it's, it's hitting a peak brightness just from appearing from the behinds of buildings. Um, so I imagine, are, how many people are on the street right now? Was it just uh, that person? Um, no, I would say that there are a couple early morning risers. It's not the most busy street at this time. You could probably maybe about 10, 15 different monsters. Okay, so Lemon's going to kind of pop up the, the collar. Of his cl- what time of year is it? That's a really good question. Because if it's summer, he's re- going to stick out like a sore thumb even more. It's true. I'm thinking it's probably end of summer, beginning of fall. So kind of like that odd in-between of like, it could be really hot today, or it could be really cold. So yeah, Lemon's going to exit and go across the street, uh, see if there's anything there. I think he's going to use um, his goody gumshoes, uh, the canvassing feature, to try and look around, see if he can track down uh, the person. Or I guess, so I uh, for my other goodies, the, the private eyes, all my stuff's good for tracking, but some of the stuff kind of bleeds into each other. So I think canvassing is the right thing. I think canvassing would be would be or, good at this point. Okay, first oh. I'm going to look around because I don't. Lemon doesn't want to uh, stray too far from the lettuce in, so he's going to use um, private eyes, the right eye, find Waldo quickly, like look around and see if he can find uh, what he's searching for. So find Waldo originally made for for shadows, but like if what he's looking for is in the area, mm-hmm. he can he will find it. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and make our first roll. Uh, so you'll roll, uh, so we're doing Finding Waldo, so a d6. Well, I mean, how many d6s? Oh, I think this is just one. And you I... can re-roll, re-roll one, so that's yeah. part of your yes. feature. Oh, I got a six. Most excellent work, Mr. Waldo. I'm the best private detective I know. I don't know any other private detectives, but I imagine I'm a lot better than them because I'm an automaton. Automatons, we just... You know, it's, I'm built. I am built for this. Not everyone can say that. That's very true. Uh, so as you are quickly using your uh, your right eye to peer around the town outside, the roads are very finely paved. And there are some shoe prints. There's, there's the monster that you're looking for. Can't quite see if it's somebody in the vicinity, but there is a dark inky looking footprint uh probably from like a boot that is going around the corner from where you saw them um inky looking how like shadowy not quite shadowy more like have stepped in something and didn't realize it Ooh, um i'm gonna roll again sorry guys the left eye intelligence gathering can go through a database as an automaton built in try and identify this substance sounds good like in in a hurry before I try and follow the steps. Um, how many d6s? I believe this one is one as well. I'll continue to look at the uh, the stuff as well to see if that's accurate. 
Okay, I got a four. Not too far is a construction site where they've been using some tar to repave some roads. Um, as kind of like a visual for this world, it is very modern and bright. Lots of gray and white with occasionally black tones. So black footprint would definitely stand out. And it looks like they had walked through that construction site and mistakenly stepped on some tar. Excellent. I, I feel like this would make tracking easier. So I'm, I'm going to try and track those uh, those footprints. Perfect. Uh, so as you're starting to track those footprints, we're going to move on over to Matt. Uh, so we're going to move on to Henry as Henry is starting to awake. All right. So Henry, when he wakes up, it's typically exactly the same time uh, to minimize stress. 7 a.m. ready to head to work. Uh, he takes a quick shower brushes his teeth until he can't feel his breath being disgusting anymore. And then he always goes to the same place. Um, or if they have like some sort of convenience mart where they might have like a, a bottle of it. Um, he always goes to get a cup of coffee from uh, the sunken donuts. And it's, it's not, it's not bad, but it's also not too good. Just, just average. Cause he doesn't want to experience too much joy and accidentally blip out of someplace. Uh, he tries not to talk any more than is necessary. Just to, you know, how how are you? Um, leave it at that. Usually, people don't recognize him with his very difficult to to notice features. Excellent. Yeah, and as you go to Sunken Donuts, they give you your coffee. They've sort of started to recognize who you were and kind of just are prepared for your order almost every single morning um so they give you your coffee and wish you a good day and today is actually a pretty big day for henry today he has an interview with one of the council members to start getting himself uh, some help with his abilities as they've affected him pretty negatively in his life so as you've gone about your morning you've gotten your more than average coffee uh you're headed just a couple of blocks down, the council palace essentially is really hard to miss. It is very beautifully white and perfectly square, almost like a uh, like a three-tiered square cake. It's pretty much what it looks like. It is adorned with uh, some really nice black thin window frames in strategic places, uh, some big golden laced doors. Uh, and once you approach and go inside, this is a very rare sight for people to see unless they are personally called upon to go inside. Council doesn't like to come out. They don't like a whole lot of people in there. Almost like they're a little bit introverted. They like to keep to themselves. Inside, the interior is littered with beautiful pieces of gold, the finest tapestries and arts from the market, beautifully intricate rugs from all over the continent. You're almost kind of scared to step on them because they look really expensive. And as you as you pass through, a couple of fun things catch your eye. There are some huge jewels, almost as big as like one of your hands, on this really big display. It's it is a a robber's best like dream to be able to get inside that place. So you are very special to be there. There are two guards on the end of the hallway. Uh, they're standing very tall, 
not quite as tall as you, but pretty close. They are draped in this deep red armor uh, with these uh, black flowing capes. They, you can't quite see their faces, but you can tell that they both have uh, what appear to be lizard's tails with some beautiful little little scales intricating their their bodies. I feel like I'm saying intricate, intricate a lot. Um, but they give you a, a gentle glance and they ask, what is your name? Uh, hello there. Uh, my name is Henry and I'm here to see Tepio. Uh, Ah, yes, Epio. Um, give me just one moment. And one of the guards goes through the door, slinks his way in like a lizard would. Mm-hmm. And it's silent for a few moments until he comes back and he says, you may come in now. And he opens the door just enough for you to go through the door and it closes with a heavy thud behind you. Like, this may be a solid gold door mm-hmm. or it's gold plated. Either way, it was heavy. As you enter, you're kind of... You're, you're kind of guided by another one of those uh, guards that was out there. He just kind of gently guides you through one of the doors on the right. It is a big, solid black door. And he he gives three little rasps on the door, waits a moment. You don't hear anything, but the door opens on its own. As you continue to walk in, you can see Hepio almost floating uh, as if she was just floating there, meditating. She is a djinn, so she is has relatively deep blue skin. The entire room has, has a particularly bluish-white glow coming from the corners of the walls, coming upwards to give this uh, smoky effect to some of her, her appearance. Uh, she looks at you with these piercing white eyes and says, Hello. I believe you are Henry? Yes, it's nice to meet you. It is nice to meet you as well. This is a very rare opportunity that somebody gets to come in, let alone for an interview. Uh, and you'll note, like, as as he's taking all of this in, he's got a little uh, stress ball in his hand that he's just kind of gripping, um, trying to maintain his composure so that he doesn't accidentally skip out on this. She she gives it a quick glance, but doesn't doesn't really say anything about it. She just makes a note that there's that there is a little something in your hand for you. Now, I have three, maybe four questions for you. This should be fairly easy and not at all painful, as she kind of gives this little not. smirk. <laughs> Anyways, hmm, what gift have you brought before me today? Both of yourself and your ability and another of the trinket variety oh uh well firstly he'll note uh and he'll hold up the ball and he'll say this is sort of a gift but for me it's been more of a curse whenever i feel things just a little bit too much i suddenly feel a bit queasy the room starts to spin and I find myself somewhere else, suddenly teleporting somewhere else. The best I've been able to do is find a few mantras, a few texts here and there that have been able to help me maintain my composure a little bit, but I'd like to be able to control this. As as far as a gift, I do have, well, a certain lack of presence, where even I 
don't exactly know what I look like, but I imagine that in certain fields that could be helpful. And she starts to give this little smile. Her eyes start to squint. Now that is the correct answer. Many come with jewels and spices from across the land, but little do they know that the trinket or gift is usually themselves. You have definitely answered this question in the way that has moved you forward to answering more. Now tell me, what was the instance that made you realize you wanted to come to the council for training? Well, it's a little bit embarrassing, but I've had a few, quite a few experiences where I've flipped out when good things and bad were about to happen. And so I've tried my best to control all this, but fairly recently, just walking around, just going about my regular mundane routine, I feel as though I've met some people that might be nice to become friends with, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid that what you feel when you're around friends, and even people who might be something more, I would end up abandoning them without without any uh, intention on my end. And so with that, I just want to be able to feel again and make connections again without accidentally running away. That is indeed unfortunate. You have had to endure such things, losses and whatnot. Tell me, what is your favorite color? My favorite color? Yes. My favorite color right now is gray. It seems to be able to keep me in a state of control. Are we talking light gray or dark gray? Well, and he just kind of looks down. At this moment, he's wearing his sweatpants, sweatshirt, and he says, feeling a little bit more of the light gray today. Excellent. And as she kind of, she starts to slightly raise her hands in a very graceful manner. And as she does, the lights at the bottom of the floor start changing from her bluish hue to a more gray. This should help then. And you'll note the the rate at which he's squeezing the stress ball is slowly slowing down. I have one final question for you. Yes. What makes you worthy of my time? At this point, if you have... A solution to my problem. I'm willing to do anything, whatever it takes. I just want to be able to live again. She kind of gets this saddened look on her face. Now, I understand that you have lost someone recently. Yes. Would that be your mother, I believe? Yes. Uh, and the rate goes fast again. Now, before you squeeze that ball into oblivion... I have a gift for you that you might enjoy. Now, if I were to take you on as a student, someone to train, I have something for you at the end of your training. I have the ability to look into the after heavens. Once your training is complete, I would like to allow you to reach out to your mother so you can speak with her. At this point, you see tears begin to stream down his face. And unless there's something that'll stop it, he will blip out of there. Luckily, she is not going to allow that. So okay. as she uncrosses her her legs from her levitated state, she ever so gracefully, her feet start touching the floor as it begins to 
ripple with the magical effect of her stepping down. She comes down slowly, comes to your face, and wipes your tear away and puts a hand on your shoulder. If you can't tell, I quite enjoy meditating and I have a very calming presence, which I think is going to make you a perfect student for myself. Would you accept my training? Yes. Uh -huh. Most Of excellent. course. Fantastic. Now, there is a place that I sometimes go when I am meditating outside of my body. It is, it is just right around the corner. It's a beautiful golden fountain. I would suggest going there, just listening to the gentle water flow, and get your heart rate into a normal range. And I will be reaching out to you shortly. All right. Thank you. you are Thank welcome. you so much. Have an excellent afternoon. Or I suppose ordinary afternoon. You too. And you feel this almost like slight breeze almost pushing you and guiding you back out the door. Uh, so as you make your way into the fountain, we are going to move our way over to Steph. We're going to talk about Maria for a second. Um, so Maria's morning routine, notably, she does not sleep in the bed at the Lettuce Inn. Uh, instead, she has filled up the bathtub to uh, as much as it can go while she can immerse herself in it and it doesn't overflow. So when she wakes up, she is underneath the water in the bathtub and she's like a little stiff and sore because it turns out like a bathtub is not an ideal sleeping area. The best that she can get. So she's like a little stiff, but like she kind of wakes up and opens her eyes under the water and kind of realizes that she's uh, in a bathtub and in an inn and that kind of moment when you wake up somewhere that you're not super pumped to be. I'm just like, okay, this again, I suppose. And so then she she gets up and she gets, she's aware that she has to leave the bathtub, but she kind of sits there for a few minutes, just staring at the ceiling from under the water, like not super pumped about it continually. And eventually drags herself up as if dragging herself out of bed for work, except not just in the fact that she doesn't want to get out of the bathtub. <clears throat> she makes her way uh, over to where she has her clothes and she dons like the super simple gray sheath dress that she's worn for weeks on end, nothing fancy, and takes her hair, which is um, this like long, dark hair that goes uh, goes past her waist, past her butt, and kind of styles it so it's all across her face, almost, um, well, no, not almost, completely kind of, obscuring any sort of, sort of her noticeable features and so she kind of just sits in her room for a while staring out into kind of the middle distance as oh, one does in their most angsty moments until her hair dries enough that she can then uh, exit with with her disguise intact as maria is starting to leave you can hear some disgruntled voices downstairs very quickly, you can tell that some of these voices are automaton because they're a little mechanical in nature. You can't make out what they're saying, but very clearly you can hear the uh, the innkeeper. I absolutely cannot tell you about my guests. This is completely um. This is this is like violations. I can't I can't just like hand you over my list. You have to have a warrant. You have to have something. You can't just come in here. And she starts rambling off to somebody who's trying to get her guest list and there are some very grumpy people downstairs and you can start hearing a couple more hefty footsteps starting to come up the floor or come up the stairs towards uh, where you're staying. 
Um, so Maria immediately like tries to find, tries to remember or recall or anything an exit that does not take her to the main lobby. That would be pretty much, pretty much just your window. She's going out the window. She's going to take a swan dive out the window. You're only on like the second floor. Okay. So second floor, is there anything underneath the window? The only things underneath are some really nice bits of shrubbery and some trees. So the shrubbery would definitely be enough to break your fall. Okay. So uh, she swings herself out the window and kind of like hangs from the window to try to drop into one of the shrubs. And as you're starting to climb out, there's there's banging on almost every single door. They don't know exactly where you're at, uh, but you can hear uh, a voice say, come on, I know that you have it. I know that you have it. Just come on out. We can talk about this. Maria moves faster. But yeah, you can you can go right out the window and you land rather peacefully on this, on this piece of shrubbery just out of the way of the roses. Um, so at that point, Maria kind of gets up and in the most like as if she's another pedestrian and with all of these monsters uh, kind of tries to join the crowd that's heading to work or whatever else is happening that morning, the rush hour crowd away from the lettuce in. Fantastic. And as you're going through the crowd, you actually, you, so you bump into a few people and you run into uh, what looks like just some weird automaton with a, with a fedora. It seems lost in thought, trying to look for something. You as she bumped into me, I thought, could this be the change of my life? <laughs> oh my gosh. Miranda, you just pay no mind. You just kind of keep going. You bump into people all the time. It's not that big of a deal to you. Yeah, Maria just kind of like shifts her hair to make sure that it's covering uh, the side of her face closest to the weird automaton and kind of just keeps her head down and, and keeps walking. Fantastic. And as you're walking, you continually see out of the side of like your visions and you just have this feeling somebody is following you. And as you continue to go, you can hear another voice getting louder. I think I see her. She's over there. And they are trying to make their way towards you. They're trying to split that, uh, that crowd of people that you were just in. Um, uh, so is there so are we like on an urban street yes it's a little bit busier because i think you've, you've probably slept in a little bit more past uh sunrise yeah and at the very least i spent a bunch of time angstily staring into the middle distance while i waited exactly. for my hair to dry and it takes a long time for hair to dry <laughs> yeah especially when it's that long right so exactly. yeah it's a little so, yeah. later it's a little it's a little bit brighter during the day so it's it's a lot more bussier than it was okay so maria kind of tries to figure out where because you know how like when you're in a crowd of people and you can see like a group of people heading in one direction or the other so she kind of makes kind of steps forward to try to make her way into one of those groups of people to follow them in a different direction perfect so let's see um let's try and make a roll for that great there are a couple people on your tail what do, what role do you think would fit best so I do actually think awareness would be what I would do and just like being aware of where they are and where people are going and like the awareness of everything that's happening right now, what is actually going to bring me to safety. Perfect. No. And I think for that, you get four. Uh, I have three on my character oh, sheet. Three? Oh, but I was looking at willpower. <laughs> yeah, willpower I'm, I'm set on. Um, I got two sixes and a one. Which sounds like I'm making it up, but I swear that's how the dice rolled. <laughs> that that happens sometimes. Um, okay, so 
you did two really good successes. So that that was really well done. Um, so as you do, you bump into a few more. She runs to the automaton again. <laughs> I think she's a little bit past you now. <laughs> um, so as you're running, you do successfully dodge those two. But as you are coming around the corner, you see a couple of other military-like, almost like bodyguard-looking uh, individuals. They, they ever so slightly resemble dragons. Is there a shop or like a, a work building or anything that I can slip into? Oh yeah, it is open hours. There's a flower shop. There's probably even like a, a lovely little tea shop as well as a couple of coffee places. You've got Sunken Donuts there as well. Um, so she slips into Sunken Donuts, just like the most run-of-the-mill, like whatever place that she can think of in hopes that like the drab everything about her will blend in. Perfect. As you do that, you happen to open the door for this rather tall, ordinary looking man. Nothing really stands out. He's just really tall. You open the door very casually and you go in. You are greeted by a overly enthusiastic barista for this early in the morning. I'd say it's probably 8 a.m. or so right about now. Hi, can I get you any coffee? Are you are you looking for anything? Uh, just, um, and like she's kind of looking over her shoulder a little bit. Uh, just uh, black, black coffee. Black coffee. Okay. Uh, let me get you some black coffee just a second. And she has these rather fantastic brown wings that are kind of helping her do the coffee. She's cooling some off with one wig while with another, she's kind of wiping off counters, taking care of everything. Uh, she looks, uh, she looks rather bird-like. Uh, she's got what like a, a rather small beak, but man, do some squeaky, annoying early morning voices come out of that beak? That's just irritating for any morning person. Do you uh do you have a uh, a back entrance? Hmm. Well, we do have the um like the entrance that they use to like bring in supplies. Great. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Okay. Cool. Well, your coffee is one silver. So Maria reaches like into one of the pockets of her sheath dress and like kind of grimaces at giving the silver over. Awesome. Uh, thanks. Well, um, I hope you have a great day. Be careful. It's a little hot. You seem like you're in a hurry, so I try to make it really fast. Um, so it's not and like before the barista can even finish, Maria's like kind of absentmindedly grabbed the coffee and and walked and like walked past her into like the staff only area out the back entrance. And and as you go, there's just there's a couple people in the back not really paying any mind. They're making some donuts. They're just stocking fridges and other things in the back. They pay no mind to you as you walk through. So as you exit. You do not see anybody else following you. You're you're rather alone now, but it is starting to get a little bit hot outside. And so you're kind of feeling a little bit dry. You need a little bit of water or some sprinkle, something. You just kind of crave that. Um. So how well, so like, do, do I know if there's a fountain nearby or something of the sort? Yeah, go ahead and roll me an awareness again. Oh, no. What? Okay, these dice are cursed because I got a six and two ones this time. Like, Oh, I... no. Okay, those three are exiled. I'm using other ones. There's not anything nearby you that you can see. 
you can see there's probably one a couple streets down you're pretty sure is there but there also could be another one down the street behind you so you're kind of unsure so you kind of just need to pick a direction and walk um so i'm not gonna go on the one behind me because i think that's where the automatons that are looking for me are gonna be and so i'm gonna try to go in the other direction and see what happens Perfect. So you go down the street. Uh, you're kind of towards like where uh, the council's building is. Uh, so you just kind of briefly walk past it. And there's a golden fountain just a little bit farther down for you. Uh, Maria sees the golden fountain and is just like overcome with like, oh, thank goodness. And so kind of makes her way towards the gold fountain and tries to like sit there coyly uh, with her coffee that she probably still hasn't touched. Um, just like on the edge so the spray can kind of get her. Beautiful. And as you're sitting there cooling off, we are going to make our way towards our mwahaha. Um, so my mahaha Thirsty wakes up and he is half on the floor, half on the bed. Like his legs, well, not even half, a third on the bed. Like his legs are up on the bed, knees bent, rest of him on the floor. He kind of rolls around and stands up and then just is so thirsty so he goes to the bathroom and starts chugging water directly out of the sink like right out of the tap then he realizes yeah it's it's another day i don't know who i am he's not too troubled by this he's just a little like inconvenienced and so he stumbles downstairs and decides to get a proper beverage as you head downstairs, there's there's a little bit of bustling downstairs. It's not terribly busy. Um, just some average morning people coming down for some breakfast in the kind of like a lobby area. As you go down there, uh, there's a variety of creatures that you have not yet seen before um, that you probably feel would be perfect to talk to. Perfect. I get the biggest vessel I can find, which is probably a flower vase, fill it up with orange juice, and I sit down kind of like nonchalantly, like just very casual at a table and just like... So so as you sit down, there are... You're kind of sitting next to a couple. They're very interesting. They kind of have also kind of like a grayscale skin. They're fingers and legs come to kind of like a point where they're almost like tentacles and so so this particular creature that i'm talking about is called an adzi they are they're a little bit like vampires they actually turn into fireflies and they are from ghana so as we kind of start doing a couple more monsters i'll tell you a little bit more about them uh so they are both just casually sitting there having some coffee they look exhausted like they had probably been up all night and the gentleman in this wonderful handlebar mustache says, <clears throat> Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't I was like, okay, myself. now I have to figure out what to, how to react. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just, uh, good morning. I just wanted to uh, let you know. Have you seen me? <laughs> He's not good with words. <laughs> um, well, I I see you right now. Is that kind of like what you're looking for? What I need from you is if you've seen me around, 
I know it's a, a different converse, a different kind of question. I just, uh, I just need to know if you've seen me around. Uh, you had one of those nights too, I suppose. Yeah, those, those are rough, man. Um, a girl, lady that I woke up with. Have you seen? Have you seen this guy around? She. She looks like she'd fallen asleep while, like, holding onto her coffee on the table. Um, uh, um, ha, nope, okay. And she starts zoning off and falling back asleep. This couple <laughs> is no help to you at all. And so you've, you've, you've stayed at this particular location one or two times, kind of just to case the area. And, uh, this... This lovely, this lovely creature kind of comes up to you. Uh, she starts floating towards you. Uh, she, there's not, there's a lot of stagnant air, but somehow her, her gray torn dress and her hair is floating ever so beautifully around. So this is a, she's, she's a banshee from, from Ireland. Well, hello there. Are, you're, you're back again, aren't you? Yes, back since it's been a while since uh, uh what day was it? Uh, oh, I think it was Sunday. Today's wait Thursday, Thursday now. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um back again. I see you got yourself a vase of orange juice. Would you like anything else to drink besides orange juice? I've got like coffee, grape juice, all sorts of stuff. It's just really hot in here. Um, oh is there more of a, a swamp cooling situation or? Oh, absolutely. We've got a spa area over here. Um, there's cooling room as well as a heating room. But I don't think you want the sauna at this point. No. Um, just, just come with me. Give me just a second. <clears throat> and she kind of, it sounds like she's trying to push her voice down so she doesn't shriek at you. <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I sometimes, uh, my voice, um, come follow me. And she directs you towards a really peaceful looking room. It's the walls are kind of like this dark green bamboo that's kind of just like lining the walls. There's a little box in the middle that's kind of giving off this like almost like a, a dry ice effect. And it is nice and cool in here. This is where people will come to take ice baths, anything after like a a really nice massage or somewhere in the sauna. Oh, I think this might be able to help you a little bit. Wonderful. There, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know. <laughs> um, when you saw me on what what was it? Uh, Sunday. Monday. Yes. Monday. How was I? A little. Um, I guess I'd say a little bit disheveled. Um, confused. You drank a lot of orange juice then too. Um. But uh, there's not much. He just kind of came in. He did a arrest. Oh, just so you know, there there's a couple. They are finishing up their massage, so they may come in here as well. So, um, just so you're not taken off guard when some people come into the room. Appreciate it. You're you're Keep squeezing that fresh orange juice. I'm very thirsty. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, fresh orange juice. That's yep. That's what it is. <laughs> Definitely not from concentrate. 
Um, anyways, um, good luck. And I suppose I'll see you later. Do you need room service by chance? Do, do I need to tidy up up there? Just while I'm here, uh, I'm asking. Just leave a vase of cold water and uh, perhaps I'll take some crackers in there. I'll be would up you, there shortly. Would you like salted crackers or non-salted crackers? Do you have pickled? Uh, never mind. Do you have... Um, <laughs> Let's go with the salted. All right, I'll, 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 I'll take care of that right away. <clears throat> I'll take care of that right away. Um, you enjoy your ice baths, and I'm, I'll see you later. And she very gently closes the door. You can barely hear it shut, and you're kind of left in there with your thoughts for a little bit until you can hear uh, some shuffling coming through. So there's, there's a couple of odd they're not they're not quite footsteps it's more like slithering in a way and the door opens rather quietly and there's they kind of look like a sea eel in a way this this creature is called a i apologize if i spell this wrong or <laughs> if i say this wrong so an itan momen comes in uh, this creature is from Japan. The description is a sentient roll of cotton that smothers people until they suffocate. It doesn't quite look like cotton to you. Um, it looks a little bit more sturdy. And it looks like it just had like the best massage of its life. It comes kind of slithering, gliding in, lays down completely flat on the bench, kind of relatively across from you and says, oh, How you doing? having a good day <laughs> hello friend oh cool friend. I, what i like friends yes uh so we weren't friends previously right just now um uh, strange question for you friend yeah what's up have you seen me before have we met oh, hold on just a second and he, and he uh, glides into kind of like an upward position. He squints at you. Um, actually, kind of. So I think I saw you. Oh, no, you. I was taking a walk. I I sometimes help clean up right outside the council's glorious looking building. You were asleep in the fountain. I couldn't wake you up. At least I think that was you or somebody that looks like you. It was a weird day. Strange times, these. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's no shadows in here. We'd all be dead. Yes, the shadow problem. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Well, <sighs> thank you for letting me know. You're welcome. Bye. And then, Good night. Oh. Something. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to sleep now. Good night, my friend. And then he gets up and goes out towards the fountain because he wants to investigate and see anything he can figure out who he is. Absolutely. So as you are getting towards the fountain, there's a couple people already there. There's, there's an automaton that's kind of coming around the corner in this trench coat, which is relatively new. Uh, so he's starting to walk towards the fountain. And then there's, um, there's somebody drinking coffee just kind of sitting on the edge of the of the fountain, just chilling, looking like she's enjoying life. Um, and then you see somebody coming out from the uh, the council members' palace, uh, kind of walking ever so 
carefully. You kind of forget he's there. You're just like, oh, somebody's up. Oh, distracted by something else. You don't remember. You gather towards uh, the fountain. As all of you kind of start congregating towards the fountain, you quickly get a flash from the weird dream vision thing that you had this morning. Some of the faces that were scratched out, like from an old photograph, are starting to become just a little bit clearer. And the people around you are starting to look like the people that you were fighting alongside. (laughs) Hello, friends. Maria just tumbles, like drops her coffee and tumbles backwards into the fountain. Just like, like, no, I don't know what's happening. Get me into the water. (laughs) Will this woman be the one who changes, will this man be the one who changes my life? I'd say Henry is probably like seeing seeing someone fall. He's gonna go instinctively try to go uh, to grab her, but then like right as our hands are about to touch, that's when he blips out and he has to run back over here. Oh, so I, I'd say Henry didn't blip very far. Probably just right back to where he was at the council's door. So he didn't have to go very far, but it was enough. He left. Yeah. Lemon then continues. Is that? Man, going to change. Maybe I need to take a look at my life and change it myself. (laughs) So you guys are all starting to kind of congregate and look at each other in a little funky ways. And that is where we're going to end today's episode. And very vaguely start to recognize each other. I love this image of just like everyone like standing around being like, who the heck are you guys? And I'm just like sitting in the water like, also, (laughs) who the heck are you guys? Like the exact same emotions just acting like it's totally normal. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.